Hello, I'm Isaac Heath Martinez, and welcome to Isaac's Haunted Beard. Okay, I feel like if you're listening to this, you know who I am. My name is Isaac Keith Martinez. I am mostly known through Twitter. I have a Twitter account by the same name. In fact, everything I do is under that name, Isaac's Haunted Beard. I also have a YouTube show. I have a blog. And these are things that I already use to talk about movies, mostly uh Weird movies, cult movies, horror movies, all kinds of movies, really. But I especially like strange things. And I decided to extend the Isaac's Haunted Beard universe by doing a podcast. Um, (laughs) It's very uh, silly how I came to this conclusion. This is really quite sudden. Uh, Earlier today, I got a notification on Twitter from someone who had recommended my podcasts. They said, uh, uh, someone had asked, uh, oh, what podcast should I be listening to? And someone else answered, Isaac's Haunted B, among a few others. And I replied, I don't have a podcast. (laughs) And they said, oops, sorry. I don't know why they thought that I did. And then the person who originally asked the question, which was Bloody Popcorn, sent me a direct message. I hope I'm not betraying her privacy. I don't think it's a betrayal of her privacy because there's nothing embarrassing about this. She said, maybe you should have a podcast. And I felt at that moment, why not? Maybe I should have a podcast. So I thought if I overthink this, I'll talk myself out of it. But if I just head into it without even thinking then I can just see what it's like and see how much I like it and to see how much you like it. So this is a test episode in that it's very likely that future episodes wouldn't be nothing like this one. And this is me just getting my feet wet. So I needed a subject of what I was going to be talking about in my first episode. And last night I did something, I think, not really unique to me, but I think unique to other people, as I watched all three Candyman films. And I thought, well, this these are the most recent movies that I watched. Why not talk about them? Uh, these films are Candyman, Candyman Farewell to the Flesh, and Candyman 3, Day of the Dead. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about those because I need to talk about something. Um, I feel like you know who the Candyman is, but if you don't, the Candyman is, uh, he's a villain in a horror film franchise. He is uh, a black man. Uh, Tony Todd is the actor. I mention he's a black man only because white men are typically the slashers in horror films. And I think that sucks. I I mean, I'm used to it, but I wish there were more people of color in the world of horror. And that's not the case. So Tony Todd is not only the most famous black horror film villain, he kind of feels like the only one. Who else comes to mind? Blackula? I don't know. Does he qualify? 
I don't think anyone really takes Blackula as seriously as they would take Candyman. But back to our description. Candyman is a black man with a hook for a hand. He's got one regular hand, one hook hand. And he's got uh, he's got a lot of bees. Bees are he can spit them. They come out of his mouth. They he can uh, he wears an overcoat. He can open it up, and bees can just pour out of his chest. And he is a ghost. And he appears if you say his name five times while looking in a mirror, which is very similar to how you summon Bloody Mary, or at least that's what I always. Uh, associated with this act of repeating someone's name in a mirror. Uh, as a kid, I'd always heard that if you said the name Bloody Mary, I, I heard it was just three times. In a mirror, in a bathroom, we always did it in the bathroom as kids. We turn off the lights and we go, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then what's supposed to happen is a face of a, a, face of a woman is supposed to manifest in the mirror. She's got, like her namesake, blood coming down her face and supposedly she will attack you. I don't exactly know what that would entail. Uh, and the way to make her vanish would be to turn lights on. And I do not know why children would want this violent ghost bloody woman to come attack them. But kids are dumb as was I, because like a dumb dumb, I stood in front of the mirror with lights off, going bloody, mabby, bloody, and it didn't work. Surprise! It didn't work. Now, Candyman's origin is that before he was a ghost, when he was a man, his name was, gosh, I feel like I'm going to mess this up, Daniel Robital? Did I? Uh, if I had recorded this right after watching the, watching the movie, I would have said it right, but something like that. Daniel Robital, he was an artist and he was hired to paint the portrait of the daughter of a wealthy landowner. This is back in, I don't know exactly what year, back when they had slaves. Very dark period in America's history. He was, he was an artist who was hired to paint the portrait of a wealthy landowner's daughter named Caroline. And the two fell in love and Daniel got her pregnant. And when... Her father found out about this pregnancy. Oh boy. He got mad. He got a lynch mob together and they tracked him down and they cut off his hand and they smeared him in honey that they got from a, a nearby honeycomb and bees stung him to death. There you go. That's... That's the origin of Candyman. Candyman, the character, originates from a short story called The Forbidden by Clive Barker. This is from Clive Barker's collection of short stories called Books of Blood. You all know who Clive Barker is. He's mostly known for giving the world Hellraiser, the Hellraiser franchise. Hellraiser is even from, I believe, the same collection, The Books of Blood. I've not read too much Clive Barker. But I've read some Clive Barker, and what I've read I liked even though it's been a while. So this is my memory that I'm relying on. My memory was that I liked Weave World, and I liked The Great and Secret Show, and I liked Magica, and I liked Cabal. Cabal was later 
adapted into the film Nightbreed. I remember liking these stories when I was younger, but I, I don't read that much these days. I want to, but I'm lazy. I guess my laziness is why it took me this long to do a podcast and, and why I don't read that much because I usually devote most of my free time to my passion of watching movies. My passion of watching three Candyman movies in a row in the same night. Okay. <laughs> uh, I once wrote a blog piece about Candyman. And if you want to read that garbage, it's on my my blog website, uh, my, my blog site. <laughs> it's called Isaac's Haunted Beard. Like all my all my things is called Isaac's Haunted Beard. And I recently reread it, and I disagree with what I wrote. In that article, I wrote that I didn't like parts two and part three, and I sing the praises of part one. And I still believe that part one is the best one of the trilogy, but I changed my mind as we're as we're all allowed to do, I actually like part two and part three now. And I think I like it under the conditions of how I watched it last night and was back to back to back. I think that if you watch Candyman two and three separate, and I'm just guessing here, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like you have a ch stronger chance of not enjoying them because they live in the shadow of how great part one is because Candyman part one is the classic one. It's the cult classic of the three and people check out parts two and part three is more of a curiosity because they like part one so much. And then they get disappointed and go, it's not, it's good. It's part one. And it's not, but, um, when I watched them back to back to back last night, I found myself actually enjoying part two and part three. I found that when you sit through all three three films back to back, it kind of start to blend into each other as though you're not even really watching three films, almost as though you're watching um, one long film. And that's how to do it. It feels like uh, you enter the Candyman's world and you spend time with this character that you enjoy. And then you have three chapters to the, to, to the book, to the Candyman book, parts one, part two, and part three. And each one focuses on a different part of his lore. Um, so let's let's talk about those movies slightly. Uh, part one came out in 1992 and I'm not gonna do this in like a super scholarly way. I'm certainly not going to review them like a film critic or talk about them like a film historian per se, but I am going to touch upon some factoids that I know. Some of them I just knew, and some of them I, I cheated and I looked up. But I'm just going to just briefly talk about each movie and what I want to say about each film. Part 1 came out in 1992. I was lucky to have seen that film in the theater. My biggest memory. <laughs> it's funny how we remember very specific odd things that we don't know why we don't forget. But I specifically remember going to see Candyman in the theater and it was a very crowded theater. And I remember a friend of mine that attended the, the film with me, he got his seat first and then I was behind him. And as I trailed behind him to like enter that row, there was a person sitting on a seat that had crutches and they had their crutches 
uh, leaning against the chair and didn't make any attempt to move their crutches. And I should have just went, oh, excuse me, can I, you know, and then if they were polite, they'd do that. Surely they must realize that they've created an obstacle for me to have to get around. So I, when you're younger, when you're a teen, you're just like, ah, oh, just deal with it. And I try to climb over them as carefully as possible. And I still, I think, um, tripped and felt embarrassed. But in retrospect, I, I shouldn't have. That was that guy's fault. Stupid dummy and his stupid dumb crutches. Anyway, uh, Candyman's directed by Bernard Rose. Coincidentally, earlier this month, and when I say this month, this was recorded in December of 2019, specifically on December 30th, 2019. And earlier this month, I had watched a film called Paper House, which I had seen before. And that's also directed by Bernard Rose. And Bernard Rose is the director of Candyman. And I highly recommend Paper House, but I'm not going to talk about Paper House because this is not a Paper House podcast. Uh, I just want to say that Candyman is a film that every time I see it, it gets better, which is an interesting and uh, phenomenon because the movie doesn't change. You change. And I've thought about this. Why does Candyman get better? Because my theory is I get older. When I first saw Candyman in the early 90s, the 80s had just finished. And the 80s were filled with slasher films. And slasher films was my favorite type of horror film as a kid. And going into the early 90s when Candyman was released, especially considering that the villain shared the namesake, that the, the, the film's namesake was the villain, Candyman. I knew he was what the movie was about. I expected it to be like those movies, like those Friday the 13th, like those Nightmare on Elm Streets, like those Halloweens. I expected it to be a more typical slasher film. And when it turned out that it was something different, I think I still liked it. In fact, I know I still liked it. I didn't love it. I think I wanted it. I would never have used these words, but I think I wanted it to be dumber. And it wasn't. It was smarter. I was dumber. And as I get older, as you do, you get smarter. And you start to learn as you watch more and more horror films that there's more different types of horror films and that Candyman does have its place. And the pacing and the directing and the, the writing and the flavin and the schmaven and the, it's all good. And I love Tony Todd's performance and I love the way Tony Todd can he has a great voice it's very creepy and it's kind of sultry it's kind of sexy sometimes in part one especially when he speaks he has moments where he speaks and he's not even moving his leg like you're just listening to his thoughts i find this stuff very creepy previous to to, to canon the slasher that spoke was freddy krueger which at the time i liked now not so much because as i get older and i revisit those movies i don't find his jokes as funny as i did when i was a kid and thank goodness Candyman wasn't funny, wasn't even trying to be funny, because 
jokes don't always age well, but creepiness does. And I like that about Candyman. His music, when I say his music, the theme song to Candyman is lovely. <laughs> it's spooky, but it's also lovely. And the next time you, you watch Candyman, listen to the score. And the first two films, it's done by Philip Glass. Part three, it's, it's different. It's a different composer, and they don't even return to the original theme. But Candyman definitely has a theme, and it's done on the piano, and it's beautiful. I love it. And if they ever get around to doing Candyman remake, actually, that's what I heard. That's the rumor, right? That Jordan Peele's producing, I think. I don't think he's directing it. I'm pretty sure he's just producing Candyman remake. Uh, wouldn't it be kind of funny? And by me saying, wouldn't it be funny? I'm already in my mind regretting that and thinking that it's not going to be funny. It's actually really stupid what I'm about to say. Wouldn't it be funny if the song Candyman, the cover version by Sammy Davis Jr. was in the movie? That would be funny. And by that, by saying that, I, I, I'm saying it's not, not funny at all. Okay. Candyman 2 is not actually called Candyman 2. It's called Candyman Farewell to the Flash. That came out in 1995. And as where the first film takes place in Chicago for some reason, because it really is, was it Chicago? I think it's Chicago. It has nothing to do with his backstory, Chicago. But the second film does. It moves the story to New Orleans which we discover when we learn a little bit more about his backstory, that that's where it all kind of went down. Um, this film is directed by, I hope I say this right, Bill Condon, Condon, C-O-N-D-O-N. Um, gosh, this is interesting. Bill Condon is the director of Candyman 2, but he was later uh, received an Oscar nomination for Best Director. For the film Dreamgirls with Eddie Murphy. And he also went on to direct. I've never seen Dreamgirls, by the way. I'm not against seeing it. But I, I've never seen it. Uh, I'll tell you what I am against seeing. I am against seeing any of the Twilight films. I've never seen any of the Twilight films. But Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 and Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 is directed by Bill Condon. That's right. That's a fact, Jack. The... Protagonist of the film, the lead, which is a woman, is... Uh, gosh, I'm about to give a spoiler, right? What's the amount of time that can go by before you give a spoiler away? Because this movie came out in 1995, and I'm recording this in 2019. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. Okay, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you don't like it, stop the podcast. But yo, this is a movie where the woman who is set up to face off against the candy man turns out to be his granddaughter there. I didn't ruin the candy man too for it, but I feel like I didn't. Uh, <laughs> let's just move on. Shall we? The third film in the franchise in the trilogy, this is a proper trilogy. There is no part four. I'll let you know. Part three is called candy man three day of the dead. And this moves the, this concludes the, the story in California in, I believe LA. Um, this movie came out in 1999. Once again, 
giving me the opportunity to mess up somebody's name, this film stars in its lead Donna Dierico. Her last name is D apostrophe E-R-R-I-C-O. I don't know. I'm going to spoil something again for you. She's the great granddaughter of Daniel Robital, a.k.a. Candyman. And she's the lead, and she has had a career that has included posing for Playboy, uh, starring in Baywatch, which, believe it or not, I've never seen Baywatch. Um, and she was married to Nikki Six for 11 years, I think, the bass player for Motley Crue, which is a band that I am actually a fan of. And they, I think they had kids together. Yeah. What do you know? You marry Nikki Six, you fight the candy man. The male lead in the film is um, played by an actor named Hasu Garcia. I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. He spells it J-S-U. He's the only person that I've ever seen or known of that has had that name. Uh, Hasu Garcia, who you may recognize as the actor that played Rod from A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Yeah, Rod, he's in this movie. And I liked seeing that. I liked recognizing him. I'm like, hey, yo, there's Rod from A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's me. I like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> these movies are fun. I think that part one is not necessarily a fun movie. It's just an interesting movie. And if you watch all three films back to back, it just feels like a fun evening, even though one would art, one could argue they're not specifically fun movies. I don't think they're designed to be considered fun movies, but I had a fun time. Sue me. <laughs> I liked it. So I watched Candyman part one, part two, and part three. I watched... I own part one, uh, but I mean, as of this recording, it was on Netflix, if you want to stream it. Um, and I don't own part two or part three. I streamed those on Amazon Prime. I can't guarantee they're going to be there by the time you listen to this podcast. But if you hear it closer to when I released it, uh, it's still there. Check it out. <laughs> there you go. I just need an excuse to press record and and uh, figure out how to even do this. There's no samples in this podcast. There's no opening theme. There's no closing theme. Uh, you know, I just wanted to record my voice. In the future, will any of this stuff change? Pro probably, maybe, who knows? I can't guarantee. But, uh, I mean, I've... I, I, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that, if anything... It will just get better and better. <laughs> but uh, if you enjoyed this, really, all you have to do is just continue to do what you've been doing. If, you, if you're listening to this, you already know me. You probably know me through Twitter. And, you know, I'll promote future episodes where they'll be much more polished, much more interesting, and much more entertaining than this one here. But if... You listen to this one, it's because for some reason you like me and you enjoy listening to me talk. And hopefully I didn't overstay my welcome. I talked about three films 
under half an hour. How did I accomplish that? By barely talking about them at all. Because really, this was just an excuse to see if I could even do this. And as it turns out, I could. So, there. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter if you don't already uh, do that. I'm at Isaac's Haunted Bee. I also have a YouTube channel. It's called Isaac's Haunted Beard. You can subscribe to that on YouTube. I rarely make videos, but, you know, sometimes I do. So, there. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you choose to do so again in the future. I recorded this on the last day of the year and the last day of this decade. So I just want to wish you a happy new year. I wish you the best. I hope all the things that you want to happen for you happens for you. I mean that. Okay. Thanks so much, my friends. Talk to you again, hopefully very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>